Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So today, we, uh, as we were sort of right now at the beginning of November, it seemed a good time to talk a little bit about seasonality and the way seasonality can apply both to our work in terms of the things we're doing, what we're promoting, and the timing of when we launch new products or updates, um, as well as a little bit just the seasonality of the work itself and the way that kind of works for us. But uh, especially, a kind of, it's something that comes to mind because in the early days of the App Store, Perhaps in the the first maybe three or four years, there was a very strong seasonality um, to downloads and sales, and especially in the sense that like the day Christmas Day, the day after Christmas, were massively um, huge sales days for for me back in in those days, and it was a reliable, predictable thing that I would need as best I could to gear my entire business towards being available then because those few days would make up a non-insignificant percentage of my revenue for the year. Like it wasn't like 50% of my revenue, it was maybe like 10% of my revenue, but still getting 10% of your revenue in one week of the year meant that it was very important to line everything up. And I remember doing lots of work where, especially back when AppReview could take a very long time. Um, you know, you'd be looking at at least ten days ish for a review, and so you'd have all these things that I needed to line up to get you know submitted at the very latest by the beginning of December, so that I could make sure I, if I had a rejection cycle, I could get it approved in time. And you'd kind of be happy in this mindset um, towards that. Um, and then I would say increasingly that is less the, the way I think. I think both because the impact of that has perhaps diminished slightly. Um, but also I think I just think about seasonality a bit more generally now. And I think it's probably helpful to not just view it as everything is on that one day, but I think there is a, a something to be said for thinking about your product and thinking about are there events or things that you can latch onto that would make sense uh, to time with your launch. And in two, also in terms of promotion with Apple, like this is something that I start to think about a lot more um, recently is how it's like the Apple App Store editorial team's job is to find things that they can promote and to promote in a you know, relevant way for them. And they're always looking, they're putting together constantly these different sort of lists and bundles of applications to try and promote and thinking of ways to time things so that I can be part of that has become something that it seems like increasingly makes sense. But it is still something that I think about as we you know coming into the end of the year and I still have in the back of my mind, like, am I, is everything going to be in lined up? Is everything going to be ready? Um, and I think in general, there's a strange aspect to that of, I probably should always be worried about making sure that everything is buttoned down and ready. Um, but at least maybe these little seasonality things are good reminders to me that I'm starting to think like, what are the app store ratings looking like in all my apps? Are there things that I should do to make sure that's the case? If I've had an update with a bad set of reviews for whatever reason, like do I need to get an update out, reset my reviews, and then try and market around improving that rating? Like these, all these little things that are probably good to do all year round, but especially probably good to do around big events when um, sales or downloads are going to be higher. Yeah, but I mean, as you mentioned, like it is really hard to tell when those times are going to be now. I mean, there are, you know, the few obvious predictable ones are you know things like the holiday season um and and new iphone or new ipad releases i would say those are those are the big ones but even those 
I think the reason why that we've seen over time things like Christmas Day and Christmas Week being lower than in previous years, uh, I think the main reason why is that we're, we're seeing fewer people who are getting their very first iOS device on these big holidays. Uh, I, I think the there's much more people who are just getting replacement or upgrade devices um, or you know new customers might, might be just being more spread out throughout the rest of the year now uh, who, who are new to the platform, like people who are converting from Android if they want to and stuff like that. Um, so you know when when you get your very first device, you go on an app spree and you go get a bunch of apps that you might like and might want to fill it up or whatever. And when when you're just getting a new phone for the year or your or your second or third iPad, uh, then there's less uh, there's a lot less of that like you know new app spree uh, that you go on. And so I, I think that plays a big part of why like major gift giving holidays are no longer you know a, a big thing for most app developers. Um, but you know, a new a new iOS device releases obviously can be, uh, especially if you're like you know like you often do, if you're taking advantage of a new API that or a new a new type of app that just became available with new hardware, then obviously you're starting basically from zero. So like those days you'll have really big, you know those launches you'll have really big potential there. But um, and I think it's also harder to tell now because we're seeing our income be spread out more as we switch more to ad-based and in-app purchase-based revenue models. You know, like, you know, if, if you had, you know, what what we used to have, pretty much all of it, which was paid upfront apps. Uh, paid upfront apps did really great on Christmas Day because you paid to get the app right then. You wanted to use it. Um, these days, if you get, you know, you might get increased downloads that day, but your revenue might not show that for a while. Uh, so it's, it's all kind of blending together now. But I, I think ultimately what it comes down to is the, the saturation of the app store so you know, it makes it, which makes everything harder, makes all the competition tighter and everything, and makes each individual app have kind of lower lower peaks, I think. Uh, and also just the fact that so many people already have iOS devices, and the the new sales are are more to people who were existing customers than than new customers. Yeah, there is still something that I see that in my in my own time in my own sort of even experience of the App Store that I do think there is still an an element of. Um, and maybe it's less seasonality and more event-driven um, downloads. I, I see myself like I, I mean, I, the, I, the one that always comes to mind for me is whenever there's a hurricane uh, threatening the United States, the top, like in the, all of a sudden the top charts are full of radar apps, right? Like, which is something that is not a predictable, reliable season, but there's these, you know, there's these periods of increased interest in an application category that uh, definitely still have huge impacts on downloads. And I mean, I do a lot of health and fitness stuff. And so uh, the beginning of January, just in the same way that a lot of people go and get gym memberships and then you know never use them again, but a lot of people will go and download health and fitness apps um, at the beginning of January when they're saying like, hey, I'm going to start a new thing. I'm going to whatever, like for my case, it's like I'm going to start counting my steps or being, being more active or whatever that may be. Like there's this, certainly this uptick in it. Um, or there's just those event-based things. But I think in both cases, there is certainly still this element where um, it's possible to have these big spikes in, in your downloads. And so like for me, I, I know I need to think about it as if I have anything that's, that's sort of real health and fitness related, it should be as tight and buttoned down as it can possibly be uh, by the mid- middle to the end of December because 
January 1st is a big time for me. And I imagine similarly, maybe if you're working on a weather or uh, radar app, it's like making sure that you're nice and put into put into place before hurricane and uh, the hurricane season starts or before big winter storms might be coming. It's sort of like whenever there's this external thing, um, it's just probably good to be aware of. Because I know in, for a lot of my planning, when I'm just kind of doing things, it's so easy to just kind of, I'm just kind of working on it until it's ready. And one of the benefits of being self-employed is that I can just work on it until it's ready and then ship it out and lose sight of the fact that like the, there are these opportunities that are coming. Um, and even another thing that comes to mind even is if one day I'd ever uh, hope to win an, an Apple design award, for example, like I, there's a certain timing that I should probably be having in the back of my mind as I'm building my products. If that's something that I wanted to work towards, because I imagine they're looking for apps that are probably majorly updated or released probably between the latest iOS launch and the spring. Like that's when they're going to be most looking for those, those things that are going to fill the slots that they want to promote and, you know, hold up as examples of things. But even if it's not necessarily something that I'm trying to do, there's some value to having, taking the step back from what you're making and saying, is there a timing element to this that I should be aware of? And not, you know, necessarily like kill myself to make happen. Like, oh, no, I absolutely have to get this shipped in the next two weeks or it's all going to fall apart. Like, if that's your business plan, that's probably flawed. But at the very least, it's looking at it and being like, is there something that I should be aware of that I'm going to kick myself for not being aware of um, if I don't get, take it into account now? All right. Our sponsor this week is Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash radar to get a 14-day free trial and use offer code radar at checkout for 20% off your first invoice. Pingdom is a wonderful monitoring service. Uh, They are focused on making the web faster and more reliable for everybody who has a site or a web service. And they do this by offering powerful and easy-to-use monitoring tools and services. For example, if you're a Pingdom user, you can monitor the availability and performance of your server, database, or website with a... It's just a breeze to do this. It's so easy. Pingdom takes care of this using more than 70 global test servers that emulate visits to your site, checking its availability as often as every minute. Websites these days are becoming more and more sophisticated. These often include several dependencies and interconnected pieces, such as contact forms, e-commerce checkouts, logins, search functionality, and loads more. So Pingdom makes it possible to monitor the availability of all these key interactions people will have with your site or service. It is not just about whether the site is up or down anymore. It could be like your login form is down or your search is down. Um, So, And let's be real here. Stuff breaks on the internet all the time. Pingdom knows this because they're the ones monitoring it. They detect around 13 million outages a month. That's more than 400,000 a day. So whether you have a small website or you're managing a complete infrastructure, it is very important to monitor its availability and performance. And Pingdom is, in my opinion, the best tool to do that. I've been a Pingdom customer for... Oh, geez, a, a very long time. I think it was like eight years or something like that. It, it's been a very long time uh, since way before they were a sponsor. Since, since before I was a podcaster, uh, I've been using Pingdom and I have no complaints. It's wonderful. Uh, so all you got to do, you go to pingdom.com slash radar. You sign up, use code radar to get 20% off, off your uh, first invoice at checkout. And then when, when they detect an outage, you become immediately alerted via whatever means you want. SMS, push notification, email, any combination of these things. You are immediately alerted so you can fix the error before the downtime affects you and your customers. You do not want to be told that your site is down by people on Twitter. You want to be the first to know so you can fix it before everyone else sees it. Check it out today and you will be the first to know when your site is down. Go to pingdom.com slash radar for a 14-day free trial. Use code radar to get 20% off at checkout. Thank you very much to Pingdom for sponsoring. 
All right. And the other aspect of seasonality that seemed like might be worth um, unpacking a little bit is the way that I think I'm even my own work, and I'm, I imagine your own your your work too, Marco. Like, can be very seasonal, especially when you're not um, employed in a typical profession. Where obviously, like, my work was not really seasonal when I had a nine to five job. I went in and I worked ostensibly anyway from nine to five yeah. every day. <laughs> for, say, every- I'm pretty sure mine was seasonal. You know, just just my bosses didn't necessarily know that, or or they were doing their best to pretend like they didn't notice that. Yeah, <laughs> but there is an, an element in when you're self-employed that like that uh, that, that illusion doesn't work quite as well, um, where you really like at least i know for myself like my productivity and the my motivation the way in which i seem to be able to actually get things done can tend to have a certain seasonality to it where there are periods of time during the year where i'm just like really killing it and like writing interesting you know writing great great updates new code all these things like everything's working well and there'll be periods of time when it just doesn't happen and the difficulty i think is both um in being aware of that as a thing and then you know so that you're not surprised by it or you know sort of beating yourself up when like man i'm just really not getting a lot of work done and being like okay you know this is fine this is something that happens Um, but then also probably good to have the element of planning around that and thinking about like if you have control over your schedule what would an ideal schedule be um, adapting it to yourself Uh, because i feel like it's so easy to fall into the pattern of and this is something I still struggle with, of the feeling that uh, like 40 hours of work is the thing that I'm trying to always get out of me every week, um, irrespective of whether that makes sense, both in terms of how I feel, you know, physically, health-wise, et cetera, what's going on in my life personally, what's going on in the world. Like, There's lots of things that I think can either encourage or motivate good, good and, and you know, effective work or, or demotivate and kind of take that out of you. Um, and kind of planning around that is something that's probably a wise and useful thing to do because it's it's a strange thing to think of in some ways when you kind of ne- if I boil down the biggest like the most imp- important work I've probably done in my business has likely been done mm, it's probably in maybe about six weeks or so o- over the last eight years. Um, <laughs> Like in in the sense that like the the first versions of most of my most successful apps. So like the first app that I ever had that was successful was an app called Audiobooks, which is an, like an audiobook player. Um, and I wrote it in a week. Um, between I had I was doing consulting at the time, and I had a period just you know like in consulting is inevitably the case where I had like a, a contract end. I had about a week before my next contract started, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to work on this app idea that I have for that week. And I was like, in that one week, I b- built the basic version of the app and I put it in the app store, and that app turned out to be, um, you know, it's probably the most downloaded app I've ever had. And if not, if it isn't, it's definitely the second most. And was the app that kind of turned app development from a like a sideline or a small part of my business into my primary business it's like that was in one week's work and similarly with pedometer like it was i I wrote that app in about a little over a week or about yeah it was about about a week because it was announced at the keynote when they announced the 5s and then i had a week until the 5s launched and that was all i had to build the app and there's a few other kind of periods like that where you can have these really focused, intensive periods that, at least for me, have been really impactful and important. And 
that's a strange thought when I try and unpack it and be like, wow, my career, like what have I been doing for the, the other, like whatever, eight years minus six weeks of my life? Um, <laughs> I don't want to think about it too much. But I think there is something that's good about thinking of that and being aware of that your work is not necessarily this, like we're the nature of being a software developer is not like we're building a wall or something where every, all we need to do is like, we go over here, we pick up a brick, we walk over to the wall, we put a little plaster down, we put the next brick and we walk back and forth and we can keep doing that really no matter what. Like we can just keep adding bricks and the rate at which we add bricks is how much progress we made. When was the last time you saw a construction project? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be wonderful if they just kept going until they were complete with no <laughs> random interruptions and long breaks of seemingly nothing happening. <laughs> no, but it, it is that, like, cause that's not software development at all. Like, that's not the way that our work goes, where it's this very creative, like, esoteric, like, sometimes you just kind of get the idea and you get, you get in a flow and you can really do some cool work. And then at other times, you just really can't. Yeah, I mean... My issue with this, some of it is seasonal for sure. Um, you know, there are certain like times where where I have a lot more family uh, obligations or or family events to do things like you know around summer vacation or around winter holidays. Uh, any kind of travel obviously is a, is a huge deal uh, in in terms of what it does to my productivity, which is generally bring it to zero. Uh, so that's 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 a big deal. But my problem more is is not necessarily all the family stuff. It's all the just unexpected stuff or everyday distractions or everyday errands or things like that uh, where I find that I my schedule is basically perforated with like lots of scattered holes um, and it and sometimes I can really buckle down and just get it done anyway get everything done that I need to do anyway but just like the 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 realities of, of everyday family life especially when you work at home and, and when you want to be you know heavily involved in in your child care, uh, then it's it's there's a lot of holes in the schedule. Basically, it's it's very hard to to get long blocks and to really make that make that work. Um, and and a lot of it is also just self imposed. I mean, a lot of it is just that I'm not a very focused person. I'm very easily distracted. I don't have an incredibly strong work ethic. Uh, so the idea of like just sitting down with a strong routine during the time I do have, even that doesn't always work out for me. Um, and and then you have the you have other problems. You have Things like, I mean, you know, not to make this political with the current political events, but like you have things like national events that happen, um, you know, that that can really change either your ability to work or your or your motivation or your mood um, or it can it can be like, you know, for instance, if you were marketing an app uh, and if you wanted to launch an app uh, right after this U.S. presidential election that just that just happened. Uh, the day after it happened, if your app appeals, ten, if your app tends to appeal to liberal people, would be a terrible day to launch that because sure. you know, like that would be it, it's kind of a day of mourning for like the side that loses a presidential election, um, and or if if there's like a big national tragedy of some kind, like if there's like a shooting or something like that, like you know, you you, tr- you try to avoid or you know some kind of natural disaster or like trying to launch an app or, or do anything like that day is probably a bad idea, you know? And, and so there's all sorts of other factors that will, that will come into your life and your schedule and will disrupt your plans. And you, you have to have enough padding and you, and you have to have, you know, enough slack in the plans that you can accommodate for these things when they come. And, you know, you won't always, I mean, sometimes these things just come at the worst possible times or they're completely unexpected or, or whatever else. Uh, but, you know, you have to have slack in your plans for, for, 
unexpected events like that and and you know because regardless of what regardless of whether you want them to happen they will happen and uh and you should be ready for that but you know ultimately though when it comes down to like everyday motivation i'm just really inconsistent i I will have some days or weeks that i'm just on fire and and i just get tons done and it's just like I, I will do like an entire major version of Overcast, like my my 3.0. Like I can do a, a good chunk of the work for 3.0 in like two weeks, but it'll take me six months to ship it because I have so much other stuff that I'm juggling and balancing and doing in like fits and spurts and attempting. And then oh, that, does, that didn't work. So I've got to roll it back, try a different approach or whatever else. Um, or I'll just have like a month where I have so much family stuff and slacking going on that i just don't get anything done uh it's it's all i'm all, I'm all over the map on that and that's part of the reason why I, I i typically look back on the time that i have spent like i'll look back on like a year and be like what did i do this entire year and i'm usually not happy with the amount that i got done in software development I'm very I'm very proud of things like podcasts because I'm kind of forced to do those on a schedule because <laughs> I do them with other people so and there's sponsors and everything so like there's an enforced schedule on that but the stuff that's more flexible I'm usually less proud of because I I just I don't have a strong work ethic that that makes me sit down and have these large blocks of un, of uninterrupted work time consistently like I'll have those sometimes but I don't have them consistently but I think that's mostly my personality. Yeah, and I think there is something to be said, though, too, for, and I don't think we touched on, the, I know we touched on this last week when we were talking about learning, but there is something that I noticed for myself, too, of my, it's easy to get stuck where you can do the interesting part of a problem or the, like, the part that's interest, that's exciting <laughs> to you. Yep. And then you hit a point where you are having to do something that you don't really want to do. And you suddenly, your motivation somehow magically disappears. And you just like, oh, like I'm suddenly very like this like little distractible puppy that's just like, oh, there's a butterfly. Let me run around after it. Um, this is and, every time I've ever touched watch kit. <laughs> just this so, so barrier. Suddenly like, butterflies what else can I possibly do besides watch kit? <laughs> yeah. But I think it's important to understand that about ourselves where like... I've done that enough times that in the first the first couple of times that that would happen, like I don't think I had any self awareness that like what I'm doing is avoiding work because I don't actually want to work. And the times that I'm very productive, it's usually because I'm really excited or interested. And you kind of get into these modes where all I think about is the problem I'm trying to solve, and it's the like it can almost be annoying where. I'm trying to do something else and it's like keeps the thought keeps popping into my head like oh what if I did this over here what if I did that over there and then like I'm in the shower and I'm like you know like writing notes on the um on the glass in the shower door being like these are things that I'm thinking about like it's if you're excited and motivated about what you're working on you're going to be so much more productive and effective at it and that's something that I think for myself I've started to be very just try and try, try and be more conscious about this. And it's only somewhat helpful because there's still necessarily going to be times that you have to do things that you don't want to do. But at the very least, if I can tell myself, like have the sort of the, the metacognition to say, like the reason I'm taking longer to do this is because I'm not motivated to do it. And at the very least, then it gives me an opportunity to look at it and say, is this really something I want to do? Is this something that I um, should be doing? 
and I can make a decision and a choice and I can actually make the choice about it rather than just kind of pretending that it's not there and pretending that the actual reason I'm not working or the actual reason I'm not making progress is because of something else, something out of my control or something in my family or whatever it is that like, there's some, like, sometimes those things are just going to impose themselves upon you. And sometimes I feel like for myself, I can go seeking out those distractions or those things to pull me away because I don't actually care. And I think having some degree of intentionality is helpful. Like I know for myself, it doesn't, it's it's not like it's it's this cure-all because even if the answer is, like, I don't want to do this because I don't want to do this, but I still have to do this, then, well, I'm kind of stuck and I just have to kind of transition into more like, I don't know, like crisis management of like, how can I trick myself into thinking this is exciting um, and get it done? But at the very least, I can be aware of it and try and make some conscious choices about it, that when I get into these kind of these funks and these seasons where I'm just not getting anything done, maybe it's helpful to just think about it, at least from that perspective. And I think, you know, kind of wrapping it up back to the, be- to be- the beginning part of the show, I think one of the things that helps a lot is a, a pretty strong externally imposed deadline. You yeah. know, like that, that that's one of the very strong motivators I have is like if if I if I'm trying to get a, a, an app or, or an update out by and, and it has to make it or I really should, for business reasons, make it, you know, in time for the next iOS update or the next iPhone or the next holiday season or whatever the case may be, as we mentioned earlier. That is often one of the only ways I can really be motivated to do something like, you know, something that I'm just not that I'm not motivated to do, like some feature I don't want to do or some like nitty gritty detail that I just don't find interesting to work on or that I know is going to be tedious to work on. Um, You know, that's having an externally imposed deadline or some other external pressure to do it uh, is often necessary. Uh, It's certainly helpful. And, And as indies, um, we often don't have that, especially like if, if things are going generally okay, like if we're making enough money to survive and to stay in business, it's hard to be to be motivated by many other external factors for things like feature updates. Because like, what do you really motive? Like n- right now, there's nobody pressuring me to get Overcast 3.0 out the door. Nobody. Like, sure. I have no reason to do it except that I assume at some point I will have competition so strong that I need to you know, answer to it with my own updates or whatever else. But besides that, the main motivation for getting Overcast 3 out the door is myself. It's I am doing, I think, better things in it. And I want to, I want everyone to see these things and to use these things and, and to I, I want the app to be better. And that's a great motivation. And if you don't have that motivation, I think you're in trouble for lots of other reasons. But that is not a rush like that. That doesn't impose any kind of timeline on you. And it's very easy to fall into the trap of like, well, I, I, I can just make it a little bit better, just a little bit better. And, and oh, if, if I don't release it in December, well, how about February? How about April? And you just, you just keep going back and back and back. And before you know it, it's been like three years before you've released anything. And, and, uh, and that's, that's not good for, for your app or your customers or your budgeting or anything like that. And so if, a lot of times it really needs some kind of external pressure to get these things out the door. Yeah, and even one little trick that I've definitely used myself is the making like it's bad to make like external public commitments about things and features and timelines. Oh yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But I do find that if I can if I can find non non committing ways of sharing what I'm working on um, and kind of creating a sense of interest or anticipation from 
other people, whether that's friends and family, whether that's customers or people who follow you on the internet, like whatever that looks like for you. But I know for myself, like even on the show, like talking about my next app is written in Swift and put like making that commitment out at just out in public. It's like now when I hit problems with this app that has been taking me much longer than I wish it would have. And some of those are because I'm still learning Swift. It's like, I can't just say like, okay, I'm not just going to do this or I'm going to back out. It's been instructive to have this external thing that it's like, no, no, no. It's like, I'm, I don't want to do the episode of like why, I, why I abandoned that commitment. And so I'm able to work towards it. And similarly, I've worked on other apps in the past where it's like, I start talking about them uh, at, at a high level or trying to, which is good, maybe good marketing too, and kind of building a little bit of anticipation, but even from a timing perspective to say that like, here's something that I'm hoping to get out by and such and such. And then what you, as soon as it's outside of yourself, I mean, there's even this vague sense of someone else who might be expecting that I can find it can be a little bit motivating and a little bit of making a, a timeline for you to, you know, kind of move forward with things. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. I think we're out of time this week. Thanks a lot to our sponsor, Pingdom. And thanks listeners for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.